Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. All right, thanks, Deep Throat Guy. So welcome to Affording College. I'm Aaron Green, host of Affording College and founder of College Liftoff. College Liftoff is a college planning firm I started to provide solutions for anybody and everybody that's going through college planning or has college planning needs. Our mission is to secure teens' brightest future and save them and their families thousands of dollars in the process. We work with teens throughout the entire college planning process, starting with personalized one-on-one career development work. From there, we find the best schools to match our students' chosen career paths and interests, then offer support throughout the entire admissions process. Next, we work with families' budgets to find the price that makes the most sense for their kids' education, all while ensuring it's the right fit. Today, we are Ohio's premier college planning firm. I'm happy to say that. We're shooting for the world, by the way. And we strive to save time, stress, and money when it comes to your child's higher education. So that's a little background on myself and College Liftoff and why I do this podcast. I really want to offer families some solid advice when it comes to planning for college and higher education because there's so much misinformation out there. The purpose of this podcast is to dispel the myths and misinformation and really help families. So I'm sitting here taking a moment out of our busy schedule of college acceptance offers as we're kind of seeing them roll in all over the place. So many award letters. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, we're definitely in the throes of that. And plus it's prom season, so let's say at least our high schoolers are not exactly focused on college planning at this particular moment. Uh, but it is April and it is Autism Awareness Month and we really want to shed some light on this topic. I mean, we're, we're getting ready to go into the 50th anniversary next year. And the purpose of Autism Awareness Month is to educate local communities and raise public awareness about autism. I also feel like it's a movement towards really acceptance and appreciation for Mm -hmm. um, people who are on the autism spectrum. Um, But we really want people with autism spectrum disorder to feel valued because they do have special gifts and talents that sometimes go unnoticed by the general public. So great point. Uh, So with that, I'm here with two of my coworkers. I'm here with Juliana. Hi, Aaron. Hey, how are you doing? Good. And I'm here with Paige. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Not much. And we're going to hear, we're going to talk about this a little bit today and, and some of the work that we're doing, even at College Liftoff, to kind of work through with our families. Absolutely. Um, if, if you don't take anything else away today, I hope what you understand is that there is a great fit for everybody in college, and that includes people on the spectrum. And we are just finding great spots for um, any student who comes in um, who needs some additional accommodations, and there's no reason to think college is not for me. That's absolutely true. It's it's one of those terrible stigmas that we've had for so long that college isn't built for everybody, but there's a version of higher education for everybody. And working through IEPs, 504s, autism at the next level, it, it's just like working through any other mm-hmm. uh, extra piece, whether it be a sport, whether it be a musical instrument. It's just another component to the equation for mm-hmm. us that we work through with our families. Absolutely. I mean, we definitely want to think about um, fit factors and fit factor may be that you need um, a dorm room that give, has an accessible shower, right? Because you have a physical disability. It may mean that you need access to additional time for test taking or you might need a note taker. There are lots of different ways that um, colleges can help accommodate, um, but there's no reason to think that, that your need is so very different that you can't be accommodated at a school. I think it's important to know that college is really a new um, experience for everyone, not just students who have autism or learning differences. That's a great point. So it's 
pretty frightening, honestly. I was pretty scared to go to college myself, but um, currently I'm reading a book that Paige gave me called Parties, Dorms, and Social Norms by Lisa Meeks and Tracy Masterson, but it's about safe living for young adults on the spectrum. Um, And they talked about a lot of things that I honestly wish I would have known just going to college. So that just (laughs) shows um, the similarities between students who have learning differences and then people who are neurotypical that are also going to college. They're going through the same things. So let's take this back to even thinking about schools and how that correlates to uh, to students with learning differences. Um, Truth be told, there are schools that deal with it better than others. We know that. Um, We don't still let that be the driver. We still really want proper development work to be done and all those things. But in the end, we do want to find the schools that do offer better accommodations for those students overall. But again, it's just another piece of the criteria in the same way that we're looking for the right academic situation. You want to make sure that you're paying the right price for it, all those things. Exactly. We never want to send students to a program just because they've got great accommodations. What we're seeing more and more is that every college is recognizing the need for great accommodations for all of their students at a variety of levels, whether it's um, like a dedicated um, cafeteria for students with um, with food allergies, or whether it's making sure that all of their buildings are accessible so that we don't need to move classrooms around so that somebody in a wheelchair can take a class that they desperately need to fulfill a major. We're working with a student on the spectrum now, and we look looked at Muskingum. Muskingum is a great school and they have a terrific um, plus program for students um, with some learning differences. And ultimately, it just wasn't the right fit for this particular student. It didn't really, Muskingum didn't support the the student's major, but not to say that Muskingum isn't a great fit, but it just reminds us like we would never send a, say to a student, let's go to this school because they've got a great accommodation program. Instead, we're going to find you a great fit for your major. And then in addition, we're going to find you the kind of accommodations that will help you be ultra successful. Absolutely. I think it's even more important for students on the spectrum or who have a learning difference to focus on career development work, because generally they do show amazing skill in one or more ability domains. Um, So we talk about in our general orientation that there's nine types of intelligences in the United States only test for logical slash mathematical or linguistics. And sometimes that's not the case for students who are on the spectrum or have a learning difference. And sometimes that's not the case for just a neurotypical student in general, too. Absolutely. It's probably the case for everybody everybody. in that regard. But it, it, it really has opened the world up to students with learning differences. It's a very different world than it was even 10, 20, 30 years ago in that regard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started my career, as a lot of you already know, or I guess actually as the people at this table already know. <laughs> <laughs> I started my career in um, in early intervention. I worked with a birth to three population um, in um, Indiana, and I had a ton of kids um, who were on the spectrum. Um, and like that was really that was kind of the early stages of early identification. For a long time, we assumed that we couldn't identify a student's um, autism spectrum disorder until they went off to to school, and we noticed that they were diverging from their peers. But um, in the time that I was doing early intervention work, we really they were doing um, much better work at identifying students early, so that we could do the kind of therapies that would help them gain the necessary skills to go on to school and be successful. And even then, we were having these really like positive, excited conversations about what we were hoping we would see for these students moving forward. And very rarely did we talk about college or higher education or even like a certificate program. We just we didn't really talk much about employment. What we really talked about was let's see if we can spend some time in um, the regular classroom. 
Um, and now, I mean, the the conversation has just completely flipped around in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we realized that as long as we build in the supports that students need, there's no reason to think that college isn't a possibility, you know, mm-hmm. that you can't have a great and exciting career doing something fun and meaningful and that um, combines your purpose and your passion. So I think for a long time we did – we. Our notion of work looked much more like a sheltered workshop. And I think most people are familiar with those. And now there's no reason to think that that needs to be the outcome for any of our students. So people come in. They have ideas about what they want to do. We help them refine those ideas to find the best fit. And then we find a great program that they they can go and hone their skills and then go out into the the work world. Those are all all such great points. I mean, it, it really goes back to career development has to be the driver. And at, at the beginning of this. And again, like we don't have these box jobs anymore, isn't it? In fact, we don't even really use the terms of white collar and blue collar okay. for that regard. I mean, the, the the sense of what we think of as blue collar, probably the higher paid jobs coming out of any <laughs> yeah, schools. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. um, and even then, they're like multifaceted. You have to really know your ins and outs on computing work mm-hmm. and all these other things, depending on the job. It's a very different work world than it, it was. And we, we hear that all the time. Like yeah. we don't know what the jobs are going to be in play in five or ten years today, yeah. that that's true. There are some things you can still predict and all of those things. But, mm-hmm. you know, going back to what you talked about, Juliana, about how nine different mm-hmm. intelligences yeah. and mercy today, they're all being put to work. Mm-hmm. It just really depends on the kid. But this really goes back to, okay, like as a family, what are some things you have to really remember when you're when you're applying to schools with IAP, with 504, with autism, um, how does advocating for yourself really work at this level? What are some things we, our parents should be thinking about in that regard? I think it's important to note that you said as a family, um, because we really want to build the confidence in students with learning differences. But we also tend to forget that parents also have needs and they're going through this whole st- situation with their students. Yeah, they've been with them through their entire life going through this. Exactly. So when working with students on the autism spectrum, I feel like we really need to help guide the parents also and help them feel comfortable and help them gain that confidence to send their child off to college. We want the parents to feel confident that their students have become empowered. And once the students are empowered to make their own decisions, to advocate for themselves, then I think the parents feel like, yeah, this is definitely a possibility. I, I think that my kid will go and knock it out of the park. And that's that's what we want for every kid who leaves college lift off. So some quick, easy takeaways. Let career development be the driver. Don't be afraid to advocate for your student. Find schools that have the proper accommodations for your student. Do the investigative work you need to there. Ask questions. Do everything you need to. Um, but again, make sure the program is best fit for the student. Yep. And again, that just circles back to good, solid career development work. Anything else I would add to that? I should add to that, I should say? So I think it's really important that we, again, to students need to be able to self-advocate. So they can't go off to college and expect that their parents can do it for them any longer because the reality is once you turn 18, your parents lose the ability to advocate on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So it's also important to know that within your K to 12 um, schooling, typically you were well known by your teachers, by the staff. Um, yeah, they sort sure. of knew yeah. Um, yeah. the accommodations that you needed to be successful. But moving into college, colleges tend to be bigger places. You know, and not every professor is going to be familiar and they're not going to be kept up to speed by some governing body. So that's why the the self-advocacy is so important Mm -hmm. and really helping your students learn Mm -hmm. to advocate for themselves. It's something we talk about with our current clients and their parents. Um, But, 
you know, it's something honestly that all of our students grapple with, right? It's you know, it's part of learning to be independent and becoming become an adult. It's just that much more important for our students who have a 504 or an IEP plan moving into college. I have firsthand experience actually working、um, with learning disability services at Kent State. Um, because I suffer from an autonomic disorder that I developed in high school, so while going to Kent State, basically I would meet with Learning Disability Services each semester and made sure that they reached out to all of my professors to let them know of my condition and then the accommodations I need. But it's really important、um, for the audience listening in to know that you do need to keep in contact with Disability Services each semester. And make sure that you're keeping them up to date with everything that's going on in your life. You have to make sure that whatever plan you set up through disability is set up each calendar year you're、yep. at that school because things may change. Again, like you said, Paige, universities are big.、Mm-hmm. You know, you have administrators that come and go, and this and the other.、Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to make sure that those same things are set up for yourself every single year that you're there.、Mm-hmm. And then, you, honestly, it'd be great. And that's the thing about this that. Uh, whether it be a learning difference, whether it be autism, it's not a hindrance at the next level anymore. At the end of the at the end of the year, colleges have to explain just how many of their freshmen they've managed to retain, and so it's really it behooves a college, right? Without using the word behooves, it behooves a college to support the students moving forward, right? To make them successful. So when you come into college, it's important to. Ask for the accommodations that you that you need to be successful, and typically the colleges will will do what they deem reasonable、mm-hmm. because ultimately, at the end of the year, they want to make sure that you stay on board and that you come back the following year. Yeah,、so. I haven't seen a school yet that won't be honest with you. Yeah,、right. with what they can or can't do、right. yeah. at this point.、Um, again, that's why you use it as another piece of criteria when you're looking for schools,、mm-hmm. not the sole one, but another、right. piece of it. Um, because you do want to make sure that they do know what they're doing. Because you're absolutely right. The last thing I want to see, especially for a student with a learning difference, is that they didn't meet their end of the bargain on that. That that、mm-hmm. doesn't look good anywhere, and especially it's not good for the student. And on the topic of advocating for yourself, sometimes I will say at some universities I've heard some horror stories of learning disability services not really handling the situation as maybe their parents would have. Or maybe it's taken a little while longer to actually get those accommodations in place. So, really, with students who do have learning differences, I would recommend speaking directly to your professor, and then also making some friends within the class in case you miss a day of school because of、um, an illness, and they can give you notes. And then also joining organizations on campus for students that do have learning differences. Great world we live in with this now, where honestly, there's so much more support. And options than there ever have been, and it's just a matter of knowing what's available, knowing what the schools offer, and where to find it. And as we're just kind of talking about now, knowing how to advocate for your child and your child being able to advocate for themselves, especially once they become an adult.、Mm-hmm. And that's something we deal with every day at College Liftoff. This is something that,、uh, again, for us, it's just another piece of the puzzle. And every student has an extra piece of the puzzle, whether it be a sport, whether it be a musical instrument, whether it be musical theater,、uh, learning difference. It doesn't matter. It's just another piece to it. Mm-hmm. All of our kids are. There's a version of higher education for every one of them, and that's something we work on every single day to make sure that our kids can realize that for themselves individually, one on one. So, thank you guys for being with me today. Thank you, audience, for listening to this podcast. Feel free to call us anytime, ask any questions you may have, and you can always email us at hello at collegeliftoff dot com.、Um, we'll pick a question and answer it on our podcast whenever we get a whenever we get a good thoughtful question in. 
You can reach us at 614-329-6633 as well. And please always follow us on social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, just search for College Liftoff. Visit us at collegeliftoff.com to get more information and also to access our blogs and podcasts. You can also subscribe to Affording College wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, or wherever. And uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.